Whether you're hitting the road on your way to work or just hitting snooze. Broadcasting live and local. This is Lee Faulkner on A64 Triple M. And welcome, I'm Lee Faulkner. This is the podcast edition of the show and a chance for you to catch up on some of the things you might have missed out on, something you want to hear again and some of the things that didn't maybe make it to air. And coming up, you will hear my full chat with two-time Big Brother winner Reggie Bird who came to the Garden City as the ambassador for and guest speaker of our upcoming Business Disability Awards later in the year. I will uh, give you a great suggestion for where you can grab uh, the best pies around our region in Friday Foodies. Uh, Jonty Horner from the USQ, he joined us to tell us about uh, an exciting meteor shower that's taking place this weekend and uh, over the next couple of weeks. We'll have a bit of a laugh with uh, You Can't Be Serious. And as well as that, well, it's the segment that we know you want more of. This is the full Smelly Boot experience. All right, thanks to Bottle Mart. And we are here to talk at round 20 of the NRL. After, of course, all that uh, happened last night, we're happy just to move on and talk some really great games that are coming up. I'm joined by our tipsters here. Gov, g'day, mate. G'day, mate. How are you travelling? Very good. And Paul Solid Reedy, K&R Plumbing Supplies and the uh, Western Clydesdales. G'day, mate. Yeah, good morning, everyone. How are you? We're well. Uh, looking forward to just be talking rugby league. So let's head to Mount Smart Stadium, 6 o'clock tonight, when the Melbourne Storm, red-hot favourites for this one, despite losing four in a row, travel to Mount Smart Stadium and play the Warriors. Now, we're back to this conversation. We didn't have it for the last couple of years, in fact, nearly three years now, but we're back to the conversation of the Warriors you get over there, compared to the worries you get over here, should the Melbourne Storm, with a few losses and a few players out, still with injury, be concerned about what might happen there at Mount Smart Stadium, Gov? And I think Craig Bellamy would have had that discussion during the week to the players because, yes, they've been going ordinary and the Warriors growing up a leg, as you suggest. So I think they would be all over that. Um, having said that, the Warriors, they get off to a good start, but they just don't play for the full 80 minutes. Whether being at home is going to help or not, I'm not sure, but I'm going to go the storm on the back of Bellamy would be furious and I don't think anyone would be wanting to put a foot wrong today or on the weekend. Surely they're not going to lose five in a row at this time of the year, solid. No, you wouldn't expect so. Not against the Warriors. And I know they're back at home, but I don't know if it's home for half their players because a lot of them are not playing there next year due to it being back in New Zealand. So I'm not real sure about um, where the home ground is anymore. But look, I think the Storm will roll on. I think they'll they'll, they'll get back on track this week. I'm with you on that one. The Storm, uh, for me as well, I just can't see them losing five in a row as we're only a few rounds out from the end of the season. OK, uh, a couple of competition heavyweights then face off at Combank Stadium at 5 to 8 tonight. Uh, the Penrith Panthers looking to reverse the story from earlier in the season when we beat them at home. Uh, solid. So I'll come to you in a moment. I'm pretty sure I know where you're going. But uh, Gov, uh, can the Eels do it again? Yeah, look, they got Panthers early in the season, as you suggested. Um, they're not as consistent. Oh, they're not showing any consistency, actually, in the last few weeks. So I think uh, in a tough game, I think Luai, he's a big out for the Panthers. Um, hopefully he'll be back for the semis for them. Uh, but I think they've got enough strike power to get away with this one. All right, solid. You're solid as a rock throughout the season. Well, you, you, you're right, mate. One team is a heavyweight. The other one is the Panthers. So we'll... Um, <laughs> We'll have a real good look at this game. The Eels have been less than impressive in their last three or four oh. matches. Only just getting over the Tigers and the Warriors. Uh, got 
really put to the sword by the Broncos last week. So we're going to do a bit of reverse psychology this week. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Oh, well, there. I mean, there's a shock. Uh, yeah. Give it as solid you as shocked? you are. I know, yeah, boys. Absolutely shocked. Years, I've never tipped against them. I no. don't remember tipping against them, but no. I've got a bad memory. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Not wrong. Uh, and uh, as solid number two, I'm on the Panthers as well. All right. Now, moving on to the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the next one. Uh, <laughs> no, solid I'm number just... two. Solid as wet cement, you Hey, right? his reverse psychology can't work if all three of us don't load up on the Panthers. So I That's had right. no choice there, but as a Parabatta supporter, to load up on the Panthers. The yep, absolutely. Yep. And we've put the curse on the Penrith Panthers. Let's hope. All right. Lucky we're not in Ukraine because <laughs> I don't want to be in the trenches with you. <laughs> 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 All right, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, we go to Vape Stadium, uh, Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, the uh, the Gold Coast Titans are obviously shorter bloke now up against the Canberra Raiders. What are we going to do to the Butcher this week, Solid? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. Um, but that was, some of them were smoking hot last week. The Titans, honey, one of them. Yes, gone, so. that's right. <laughs> no, nah, the Raiders are too good for the Titans. They're in all sorts at the moment, the Titans. <laughs> All right, which way do you see this one going, Gov? Yeah, well, I was going to say this is going to be a smoky this game, but I won't. <laughs> but you did. The Raiders, the Raiders, if they've got any top final uh, eight uh, aspirations, they have to win this one, so they've got to start this week. So I'm sorry, Troy, but I'm on them. Oh, I'm sorry, too, uh, to the butcher, but all three of us putting the weights on the Canberra Raiders there. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans are clubbing in disarray at this point, and I, I can't see them turning that around <laughs> just at the moment. All right, Points Bet Stadium. This uh, would be should be an absolute cracker. The Sharks, the Rabbitohs. Uh, Gov, which way are you going? Yeah, look, as you said, this is going to be an absolute cracker. Um, Fanukin for the Sharks, he's a big out. They're going to miss his leadership and also his um, all-around game. Um, I think I think the Sharks, I'm going to go the Sharks because they've been playing tougher opposition over the last three or four weeks. I think that might stand them in good stead, but, gee, this is going to be a tough one. A toss of a coin here, but I'm on the Sharks uh, just for the home ground advantage. What do you reckon, Solid? I'm going to go against this. I'm going to go with the Rabbitohs. I think Fanukin is a big out. Um, I think the Rabbitohs are really starting to hit their straps at the right time of the year. They're playing some really good brand of football. They seem to be a happy team. I'm going to go out the Rabbitohs to beat the Sharks. All right. Uh, I think that Finucane suspension was absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, uh, no yep. more ridiculous than was the farce at the end of the game last week that cost the West Tigers. The Broncos are flying at the moment. Uh, and as you say, put the sword to the Parramatta Eels. Will the loss uh, and the way in which it unfolded uh, take too much of a toll on the West Tigers, do you think, Solid? Yeah, I think it will. I think they really got up for that game last yep. week, particularly for Tamo. They really got ready for it. Uh, I hope they can do it again. I'd love to see them get a win, particularly against the Broncos, but I'm going with the Broncos. They're in good form. I'm going to be as well on that uh, exact reason, uh, Gov. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick with you guys. Uh, the Tigers are a chance now. Yeah, look, uh, Bronx <laughs> yes. will get over the top of the improving Tigers. All right. McDonald Jones Stadium, uh, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Uh, the, but, well, these two teams, I mean, fair dinkum. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, the Canterbury Bulldogs, toss a coin and, and see where it falls. No Kalen Ponga. Solid, uh, does that give the Doggies uh, a bit of hope, especially after their performance last weekend? See, the Dogs are actually favourites with the bookies as well. So. Yeah. Um, look, if you toss the coin, it'll probably land on the side with these two. So I'm going to go with the Bulldogs because, you know, I'm very solid oh. with any team I, you know, I'm involved with and I support. Absolutely. I'll give Gus a ring later on and uh, it'll probably go to his answering bank as usual. But anyway, <laughs> I'll leave right. a message. I'll go with the doggies. <laughs> and he won't be getting back to you anytime soon. I'll give you the whisper <laughs> there. Uh, all right, Gov, uh, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, this is a who knows game. Look, Fitzgibbon, Ponga, best out for the Knights. That gives the dogs a chance, so I'm going to go the dogs on the back of that. All right. And then, well, talk about staying solid. Uh, we come to the final game of the round, uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium, uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, hosting North Queensland Cowboys. So we'll come to Gov in a second, but uh, North Queensland, so they got away with one there last week, uh, but uh, they have been high-flying. Uh, I, I see them going on with this one. What are your thoughts there, Solid? They have been going along well, but they did get away with it last week. They weren't playing a great brand of football. I'm sure he's going to try and rectify that. I'm actually going to go with the Dragons. Whoa. I think they can upset them at home. I really want to uh, see the Dragons win. I want to put some pressure on them. I think all of us should put the pressure on from the smelly boot and go with the Red V this week. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, Gov, why can they win then? Anthony Griffin's just falling off chair. Tell me about table. it. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Fair dinkum. They can't win now. Come on, Gov, this is a serious segment. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you believe that? I've got a bridge in Sydney, I can tell you. Yes. <laughs> How much? How much? <laughs> I'll get back to you. I see our man McCulloch is happy to wear any jersey too. He reckons he'll wear any jersey they put out. Mate, he's happy just to be out there playing footy. 100%. Mate, he'll play fullback, halfback, whatever. He's so which way great. are we going? Okay, so good tough win against uh, Manny last week, which stands in good stead for this. I see Ramsey out, so the young gun Sloan comes into the side. He'll add a bit of attack. Uh, if the Dragons play for a full 81 minutes, they'll get over the top of the uh, Cowboys. All right, uh, the full 81 minutes, very good. Uh, I, okay, I'll go on the Dragons, for, if for nothing else, than to uh, have a bit of a laugh oh, next week at the fact that we grilled them. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that's the end of the season there because they're only sitting at 11th. They need this win most desperately. Uh, and also, I'm still filthy at Ben Hunt for uh, making me get a tattoo on my ass. Uh, okay, in the state of origin. Okay, uh, uh, Solid, what are we doing locally? Yeah, the Wagner's Clydesdale still have another buy this uh, weekend, but there's plenty of action here in Toowoomba. Interesting game Saturday night. South Tigers take on Brothers A-grade in the Hutchie Builders competition. They're both looking to get their seasons on track. Dolby will take on Warwick Saturday night out of Dolby. That'll be a fantastic match. And the match of the round will be Sunday afternoon out of Platts Oval. The Waddles Warriors versus the high-flying... Highfields Eagles. So some great rugby league this weekend in Toowoomba. What a cracker it'll be. All right, you boys enjoy the rugby league and we'll talk next week. Thanks, man. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And the Carnival of Flowers just around the corner, the city's garden beds and planter boxes are being loaded to bursting with an array of flowers and plants set to bloom in September. And I guess you have to assume that the council gardeners know their botanics and plant appropriate flora. That brings us to a parish council in the UK who, insert air quotes here, accidentally planted some cannabis in a flower bed before a passing gardener spotted them. Of course, the question here is, how did they know what they were? Seriously, though, the good people of the community in Dorset were just trying to give their little part of the world a splash of colour for summer, but made a bit of a mistake. Worse still, according to a recent photo on social media, the plants were left there for a few days afterwards, which can only mean one thing. There are no teenagers in this town. West Parley Parish Council were alerted to the presence of a different kind of pot plant by a resident who saw the plant sticking out of the display while on the school run. The woman said as a gardener she notices these things and thought, is that what I think it is? Spoiler alert, it was. 
I was laughing all the way home, she said, and had a hankering for pizza and ice cream. Now, we're not suggesting the Toowoomba Regional Council takes this on. However, it should be noted that it does take a little effort to grow these babies. They just need a little bit of care and attention, a little bit more than you gave your kids. Yeah, fair enough. And as for their totally green appearance... They're evergreen, and many people whinge, they say, oh, they don't have a flower. Well, so what? You cannot be serious! Well, you know my next guest, uh, having made history by becoming the first person anywhere in the world to win Big Brother twice. What an effort to win it once back in season three, 18 years later, and Reggie Bird did it again and it is an absolute crowd favourite and uh, joins me this morning for breakfast to talk about the launch of a very special awards night that's happening here in the Garden City. Good morning to you, Reggie. Oh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, and congratulations on the latest success uh, on uh, on Big Brother. Ah, uh, look, thank you so much. You know, who would have thought I could uh, take this out again? <laughs> it's uh, it's been um, <laughs> amazing. It truly has. Well, you became uh, very, very popular in the in the first time around uh, on season three, and people were following your journey for after that. And of course, yeah. uh, you let us know that say uh, you uh, had a condition which meant you were going to drastically lose uh, your sight. And and obviously, uh, when you were diagnosed, that that must have come as a a bit of a shock. Yes, yeah, I um I found out when I was. Uh, 29 years old when I was diagnosed. I'm now 48, so um, it's been a yeah a while ago now. But when I um, was diagnosed, it didn't really hit me. Um, yes. It didn't hit me at all. Like I thought, oh, okay, I've got this eye disease, and and then after I had um, my first child, Mia, um, that's when at the time my husband at the time Dale he said go and get your eyes looked at again yes and I went to Dr Burke on the Gold Coast and he pretty much said that day you need to stop driving um because your eyes are so bad and I'm like whoa that's when it hit me yeah 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 because my eyes deteriorated quite rapidly and um so now I just have nine degrees of pinhole vision left and no peripheral or night vision yeah so yeah yeah at the time it didn't it didn't hit me but over the years um it, it it has, yeah. yeah. And I think especially once you have kids and, and so forth and the, and the thought of not being able to see your child's face. Oh, look, I used to trip over them, <laughs> the poor little things. <laughs> I'd be crawling on the floor and I'd be kicking them. So I'm like, oh, oh this is... <laughs> I know I shouldn't laugh, but that's what... Oh, but that's what, what we do. It's what we do, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's what we do as Australians. Yeah. Uh, is that we find a humour somewhere in amongst yeah. this. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mentioned, you know, your, your children, of course, your son Lucas, who's now 12, and, and he was born with cystic fibrosis. Yes, yeah. So he, um, that's a horrible uh, disease to have. And, you know, he, I was just, even at school, like him going through school, you know, he sort of got put in the hard basket at, in yes. primary school. And, you know, missed a lot of school due to his illness, being in and out of hospital and, 
Yeah, it's been tough. It's- I, and now you're going to be the guest at our Business Disability Awards. Now, here into I mean, this is uh, an, an Australian first uh, here, this incredible team that's put this together, Paul Wilson and Kim Stokes and others that have been involved in this for a number of years. And and it's just so important, isn't it, to, uh, to highlight those businesses that are looking after people with disabilities and allowing them to, uh, to live their best lives. Oh, it's awesome. Like, there should be more of this um, happening. Uh, it should be everywhere, you know, around Australia. Yes. So it really, like, and I, can, and I just can't believe that I've um, been invited to come along for this event. Like, it, it's um, really special because, you know, I'm I'm always hoping to speak about people with disabilities and, and make make it, a, you know, awareness. Um but businesses um, taking on people with disabilities, it's just, it's really good to see they're including people in the community. It's, you know, because we do get put into a box, you know. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, even and, uh, with him. Here in Toowoomba, the Toowoomba Turf Club, uh, yesterday morning, the CEO and a number of uh, identities uh, jumped into the horse training pool, negative temperatures, uh, oh. and uh, to raise awareness and money for cystic fibrosis. So uh, with oh, really? uh, a couple of them having uh, family members themselves, uh, and uh, they raised a lot of money, and the idea oh. is jumping into the cold water takes your breath away, and I know you would understand what that means wow, uh, with those with cystic fibrosis. Yeah, oh, how awesome is yeah. that? It, it, look, this is the community that we live in, and so it's little. It was little surprise to me that that these awards came about. Uh, I it, it is a surprise to me that they still haven't been taken up on a state and national level, and I I certainly hope that happens. And you lending your yeah. weight to it, uh, that is the type of thing that will get these awards recognised more around the country, and hopefully you're invited to speak at a few more down the track. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is going to be. Um Definitely, I'll be spreading the word for sure oh, well, about this. That's wonderful. Uh, Reggie Bird will be the special guest. The Gala Awards dinner will be at the Wellcamp Airport, uh, and it's just such a great venue for that. Uh, Thursday, the 15th of September, tickets on sale via the website as of today. Go to tbda.net.au. Uh, Reggie, thank you so much for being as open as you've been and uh, for joining us here in the Garden City to be a part of our Business Disability Awards. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm um, yeah, just blown away to be here. It's um, it's a beautiful town. I've never been here before. It's awesome. It is absolutely gorgeous. So yes, make the most of your your visit. Yeah. And of course, we'll <laughs> see you later in the year. Yeah. Thank you so much. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And we all know the reality of the three o'clock office fade. It's still too early to disappear for the day and you're too poor to chuck it all in and head to a bar, even though... It's five o'clock somewhere. Here in Australia, we're trying different things to help with the work-life balance, like flexible working times and even a four-day week. But in Japan, they do things a little different. Japanese officers are introducing sleep boxes, so workers can get 40 winks in the office. There is one catch, though. Your nap must be taken standing up. Basically, it's like an upright coffin in the corner of the office in which users' heads, knees and rears are supported to stop them falling as they sleep. Japan has one of the strictest office cultures and overtime records in the world. The scheme is designed to address this, with one in four employees losing up to 80 hours a month in overtime, often unpaid. Yes, in Japan, they just consider that part of the culture. 
In Australia, we call it working for George Columbaris. Sleeplessness on the job is so widespread in Japan, the country has the phrase inamuri to refer to those nodding off at work. Whilst here in Australia, we refer to something that makes you fall asleep standing up as the project. The new invention emerged from a networking meeting between two companies, with the director of one saying she was confident the novel sleep box will help people who need to take a nap during the day. In Japan, there are a lot of people who will lock themselves in the bathroom, which isn't healthy. It's better to sleep in a comfortable location. You mean like an upright, unventilated coffin in the corner of the room. But no, I think the sleep pods will disappear when no one uses them except Gary the office buffoon, who only uses it to swing open the hatch and declare, I want to suck your blood at least half a dozen times a day. You cannot be serious! Well, with some blue skies being forecast for the weekend, we are in for a triple treat as far as meteor showers are concerned. So grab your telescopes and your blankets and get ready for this uh, celestial fireworks display. To talk to us about it is uh, astrophysicist Professor Jonty Horner from the USQ. G'day, mate. Good morning. How are you going? Very well. You must be excited about uh, what's coming up in the skies this weekend. Um, it's one of those things that's a bit of a hidden gem. It happens every year, and it kind of gets lost in the noise because most of the coverage you see of space online is written by people in the Northern Hemisphere. And for people in the Northern Hemisphere, this is really a bit of a non-entity, and they've got a really good meteor shower active two weeks later in the form of the Persids, and they get all the coverage. So this kind of goes under the radar. But for us here in Australia, it's actually a fairly good show. I mean, I'd manage expectations by saying it's not the best meteor shower of the year. That's in December. It's not the second best because that's in May. But this is probably your third best slot in a typical year if you want to get out under the skies and just see some shooting stars and relax. And as I say, given that we are expecting it to be blue skies, uh, it might be one of the best times for you to actually see this display. So when are we going to see it and and where should we be be looking for this display? So these meteor showers are actually, there's three of them, and they're active for about four weeks. It's just that for most of that time, they're not very active. You know, you get low rates and they gradually build up to the peak and fall away again. And it's this weekend that's the peak. Thursday night, Friday night and into Saturday are the three best nights and Sunday night as well is good. So to me, the thing that immediately leaps out there is I said Friday night and Saturday night, which is a weekend, which is brilliant. And I know plenty of families are planning to go camping, do things like that. This is something extra to see for those evenings for those families. The best thing to do is stay up a little bit late, but unlike some of the other showers you're not talking about and getting up at 2 a.m. in the morning to see something good, the meteors from these meteor showers can be seen any time after about 8 or 9 at night. But the later in the evening you go, the better, and the best rates will be in that midnight to 2 a.m. slot. And what you're going to see is if you go out somewhere really dark, let your eyes adapt to the darkness You'll see a number of meters per hour, a number of shooting stars per hour. And the later in the night it gets, the better that number will be. So to put it in perspective, a few years ago now, I went down to Camp Dukadang, which is in the Avoca Vale, where they have Queensland Astro Fest every year. And I joined all the amateur astronomers there, sat out, rugged up, wrapped in my sleeping bag and keeping nice and warm. Looking out to the kind of northeast, I counted 50 meteors in three hours. So you're not talking one a minute, but you're talking enough that if you sat out there and you've got a drink, whether it's a warm drink or something stronger, and you've got some good friends to lie back and talk to, it's just sit out, chill, and it's the astronomical equivalent of slow TV, essentially. Just sit there, relax, (laughs) look up at the night sky, talk to each other, and just occasionally see a beautiful streak of light, some natural fireworks. How fantastic. And I suppose if you've got a bit of a a telescope set up, uh, you'll, uh, you'll get even more detail. 
I actually reckon for something like this, it's better to not use telescopes. Okay. Because these things move really quickly across the sky. So it's one of those rare astronomical things where you get a better view with the naked eye ah. than you would do with a telescope or binoculars because these things are... So fast-moving, you'd have to try and keep up with it. Well, absolutely. But yeah. also, if you're looking through a telescope, you're looking at such a small bit of the atmosphere that you're likely to miss what's coming in. You know, if you're seeing yes. 10 an hour in the entire sky, the odds of one of them going through the field of view of your telescope are fairly low. But the other good thing about these ones, one of the meteor showers, and it's one of the weaker of the three, the Alpha Capricornids, only gives us four or five an hour if you're looking, maybe two or three in reality. But it's got a reputation as being a bit of a fireball shower. And what that means is that the meteors from the Alpha Capricornids are brighter than average, and some of them can be really bright, you know, brighter than the planet Venus bright. Coupled with that, they're quite slow-moving meteors, the Alpha Capricornids. So it's one of those things where if you ever want to try some long exposure photography, whilst you're out there chilling out, sat there relaxing, with your camera next to you, just let your camera take photographs, set it to take 30 seconds, or if you can do it, a minute or two-minute exposure to the sky, get focused on the stars. And then your camera's looking in case one of these meteors goes through the field of view. So it's a nice little one for people who want to try a little bit of astrophotography. You've got the beauty of the Milky Way overhead at the minute anyway, and add to that the chance that you might catch a nice bright meteor. It's just a little bit of added value. What a fantastic way to spend a Saturday night or a Sunday evening just relaxing and enjoying a, a glass of your favourite while you have a look up in the sky for a, uh, a natural light show. Sounds brilliant, Jonty. Thank you, mate, as always. And I know we're going to catch up with you a little bit later in the year for something special happening then. Um, we always look forward to our chat. Astrophysicist Professor Jonty Horner from uh, the USQ. Thank you, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And one of the organisers of the Porter and Wood Charity Golf Day at Cecil Plains, uh, Jason. Now, what is the uh, what is the motive? What what is the the Porter and Wood uh, Golf Day about? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, um, we don't have any sort of a big event in Cecil Plains like the the Tara races or uh, you know Toowoomba Carnival Flowers. We don't have any of that. So, I think this is our ver- well. What I'm trying to do for Cecil is have our version of a, a big event like that. Um, we've on top of the golf day, we've got an after party as well. So it's something that, you know, that I want to do for Cecil. Um, you know, once upon a time, we used to have a, a bakery, a butchery and all that sort of thing. And, mm. you know, I just, I don't want it to keep going on that path. And, you know, this is my, me doing something to keep the dream alive for Cecil pretty much. And it's raising money for, for what? Uh, I've got a, um, well, everyone's probably familiar with, uh, Trademutt and, uh, TX. You can see the shirt I'm wearing yeah. today. Um, it's uh, about mental health. Uh, they have a TX. They have a hotline that they. It's non-government funded. Yep. So they sort of rely on events like this one to, um, you know, help raise funds for funding psychologists. Uh, psychologists on the yep. other end of a phone. Fantastic. Yeah. How did you get the big man involved, or more importantly, how did you afford him? <laughs> uh, which is always the big question for it's all of us. Unkindly, that's unkind. I've actually done uh, probably about six months of work for him. Restoring his restoring his woolshed, and uh, <laughs> I think he's actually missed me. To be honest, I haven't right. been there for a while, and uh, yep. it's good to have him back. In uh, mm, yeah, it's maybe that. another six months to go by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, other than the uh, other than the big man, I don't know that there'll be too many elite players out there, but I believe it's already a sellout field, which is absolutely yeah. fantastic. 
we haven't had a sell out. No, uh, why, why did you want to get involved in something like well, this? Well, it's show? pretty easy. And Jason just explained it, actually. Um, so I'm from the, the major township of Leeburn. Yes, um, <laughs> that's right. Yes, the big smoke. And, and we, but we do have a big event. We have the yeah. Leeburn Sprints, which come up the, the last weekend in August. Yeah. And, and, and that's our big thing. And I understand what he's talking about because it's an incredible part of small towns to have your thing. And you need, and whatever that might be, it's the one thing that sort of changes the town for a weekend, if you like, and, 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 and injects some enthusiasm, has people come and look at it. It, it all just, it, it's all part of the, um, the health of the community, if you like. And so um, Jason's right. He's done, he's done quite a bit of work for me, all paid, by, <laughs> by the way. Um, but no, I, I appreciate the effort he's making for his little community because he cares about it. And, and I, I just think that's an intrinsic part of being Australian is that we, we are, by and large, have come from rural backgrounds. Um, and I think it's really important that we never lose sight of the importance of these little townships and communities. They are what sort of binds Australia together. And if we think from a rural point of view, if we don't have those little towns, it's very, very hard for people to be engaged in farming and all those sort of things because everyone needs some community of some variety. Yeah, absolutely right. And look, you have in the past put your money where your mouth is uh, uh, for a while there, owning the Royal Hotel and promoting the region as you did uh, throughout that time and, of course, enjoying owning a hotel a lot, I can assure you of that. Uh, <laughs> now, other than being there, we, are you going to play? Are you, are you just Lee, going along just to, you, to you swan about people, the course? I mean, you of saying? all people uh, understand that golf is not one of my passions. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of one of my passions, I'll be driving the drink cart. Right. Okay. So, so therefore, and look, it's it's actually a better way for someone like me to be at an event like that. It is actually a better way because I'll actually see everybody. And by the end of the day, we'll have had enough to drink that I can sledge everybody as well. Yes. So it'd be a really great experience for people and they could end up either liking me or hating me. Well, I think you the know. point there is he'll have had enough to drink. Yeah. Uh, bad luck to everybody else. Now, uh, how would you like to see the event grow in the future? Man? How well, would you like to see it move forward? I guess we keep wanting to get in a special guest you know i um actually tried to uh, actually hugh jackman wanted to get on board this year but um wow. i actually told him you know, i need someone a bit uglier so, so right that's, that's where so Shane he's actually came second in. on the list after hugh jackman i see <laughs> so, you actually, you actually thought about that little joke for a while <laughs> that's not very gag. good so but very uh, good um, I hope we get a special guest. We might give you a run next year, but uh, yeah, that's uh, the way I wanted to keep going and just keep you growing. You did that very well. I've written that down for you. I thought about it all the way. Very, yeah. very well delivered. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well done, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And, and as you mentioned, it's just one of those very important events for the local region. So it is, uh, look, it is already a sellout, but we want you to start putting this one in your calendar because it's going to be an annual event happening at Cecil Plains and it will be a fantastic day, the annual Porter and Wood Golf Day coming up uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, boys, thank you very much uh, for what you're doing for local communities, what you're doing for mental Thanks, health, uh, which is absolutely brilliant. And, yes, what you've done to my mental health over the years. <laughs> I'm unfair. <laughs> dead set. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Actually, Lee, thank you for taking yes. the time to help us promote this because that, without that, um, it all falls in deaf ears. I mean, no one's really listening to this, but <laughs> but the few that will, I mean, you know. And, look, it, it is sold out in terms of the golf day, but the after party is not. Okay. So come to the Cecil Pub because it will be a rip roaring night. So that that's available yep. definitely. Fantastic. All right, you know where it is. The thirteenth of August. Get out there for uh, what will be a fantastic after party. It's sixteen to nine, and you're with Lee Faulkner, eight six four Triple M.